let's go over to the Philistine outpost on the other side. But he did not tell his father. Saul was staying on the outskirts of Gibeah under a pomegranate tree in Migron. And with him were about 600 men. Let's go to verse 6. Jonathan said to his young armor bearer, come, let's go over to the outpost of those uncircumcised men. Perhaps the Lord will act on our behalf. Nothing can hinder the Lord from saving, whether by many or by few. Do all that you have in mind, his armor bearer said. Go ahead, I am with you, heart and soul. Jonathan said, come on then. We'll cross over towards them and let them see us. If they say to us, wait there until we come to you, we will stay where we are and not go up to them. But if they say, come up to us, we will climb up because that will be our sign that the Lord has given them into our hands. So both of them showed themselves to the Philistine outpost. Look, said the Philistines, the Hebrews are crawling out of the holes they were hiding in. The men of the outpost shouted to Jonathan and his armor bearer, come up to us and we'll teach you a lesson. So Jonathan said to his armor bearer, climb up after me. The Lord has given them into the hand of Israel. Jonathan climbed up using his hands and feet with his armor bearer right behind him. And Philistines fell before Jonathan and his armor bearer followed and killed behind him. In that first attack, Jonathan and his armor bearer killed some 20 men in an area of about half an acre. Then panic struck the whole army. Those in the camp and field, those in the outposts and raiding parties, and the ground shook. It was a panic sent by God. Just been enjoying recently um, the new Elevation Worship uh, album uh, where Stephen Furtick is, uh, he's got this little bit where he talks about uh, move, about move now, move now. And some of you are like thinking, I don't know what you're talking about. But anyway, you should listen to it. Really, really good. And, and what I love about the start of this is that Jonathan moved. Jonathan moved. He was, he was unfulfilled being part of an army, but the army wasn't doing what armies should do. Right. It, it, you know, sometimes you can be part of something that is going through the motions, but there's not much motion. And God, is, God has not called us to just go through the motions. And in fact, there was something of a deadlock. A deadlock is two opposing forces where there is no progress being made. There, is no, there was absolutely no progress being made. And I don't know, we, 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 there is nothing really said, uh, but from the silence of Scripture, we could only imagine that there is something of a holy 
dissatisfaction that rose up in Jonathan's spirit that said, I don't want to be part of something that is just going through the motions. I don't want to be part, some, a part of something that is just looking like it's doing something. I, something needs to change. Something needs to move. There needs to be a shift. You see, change will only come if the pain of, change, of, of staying as I am becomes greater than the pain of the change. I will, only, I will only change if the pain of staying as I am becomes greater than the pain of the change. Because the truth is that the change isn't easy and those, those even who like change only like the changes they like. And the, the, re, the reality is that something happened in Jonathan's spirit. He got the armor bearer to go with him and he didn't sit around waiting for circumstances to change. He got up and changed the circumstances. Right now, for somebody, I'm preaching. Right now. You sat around waiting for the circumstances to change when God is wanting you to rise up and change the circumstances. And that's what Jonathan did. Jonathan made the decision that, that, that it's not right just to stay in this position of deadlock. We've got to get up and do something. Turn to someone and say, do something. And then we read, I mean, like, they, they, they do something crazy. They, they actually show themselves to the enemy. They, 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 make themselves, they make themselves vulnerable by exposing themselves to the, to the enemy. They stopped letting what they were running from run their lives. They stopped letting what they were running from run their lives. Sometimes you just got to make a decision. I'm not running anymore. I'm not hiding anymore. I'm not allowing the circumstances to determine who and what I am. Something in Jonathan, something in his armor bearer rose up and said, I am not being restricted, limited, held down, pending by these circumstances anymore. They stopped hiding. You see, the enemy knew they were hiding. The enemy always knows when you're hiding. While you're hiding, he's happy to leave you hiding. We know, we know that the enemy knew they were hiding because when they came out, they, they, they made reference and said, oh, look, they're, they're climbing out of their holes. But they made, them, they, 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 they made themselves visible to the enemy by their actions. And whenever you reveal yourself to the enemy, you'll get a reaction. You see... It says something about Jonathan and the armor bearer. It says something about their heart. It says something about their attitude that says, my God is greater than these circumstances. My God is greater than this enemy. It's, 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 it's a ridiculous thing. It's very easy for us to sit in the comfort of this room here today and, and, and work our way 
through the story, but this is an account of some actual events that took place. And the Philistine army was just like, it was, it was a sea of, 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 of people, uh, soldiers. It was a ridiculous thing. I mean, it, it caused 600 men more than 600 men to hide. And yet here we have two coming against this vast army. But it says something about Jonathan and about his faith in the God that he loved and served. And I'm intrigued that when they revealed themselves to the enemy, the enemy did not take the opportunity to fire an arrow. The enemy did not take the opportunity to throw a spear, but what they did do was take the opportunity to shout to fire some words. See, there's power in words. There is power in words, and those words were words that, 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 that they, they, those words had a mission, and the mission was to get into their heads. Because he said, they, they, they were saying, yeah, you, okay, come up here. In other words, do what you're doing, but you need to know when you get here, we're going to take you out. We're going to teach you a lesson. There's going to be consequences to your actions. That, that is the way the enemy will always work with all of us if we're trying to do something for God. He was saying, oh yeah, carry on, carry on, but there's going to be consequences. There's going to be kickback. There's going to be kickback. And, and sometimes that is the way you'll keep us living small and weak and inferior because he, 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 he tries to remind us how great and how big he is. But our God is greater. The enemy is, you know, it's like, you know, the two boxers when, they, when they're having those uh, pre uh, fight uh, press conferences and, and, and the guys are stood like in each other's personal space, nose to nose, very, very intimidating, trying to get into each other's head. Now, if you're a visitor here today and, and um, you don't normally find yourself in church, you know, you, you need to probably understand something here that there's kind of something going on behind the scenes as I'm talking because where, if, you're a, if you're a Christian here and you usually go to church, you will understand when I'm talking about the, the enemy that, 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 that there is a, a dual meaning to that because that we, 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 we understand that we have a mutual enemy who we would understand the devil describes, sorry, the, the Bible describes as the devil. Now, now you... Uh, as, as someone who doesn't usually find yourself in church, might say, whoa, whoa, I don't know, that's a bit weird. But let me, let me unpack it in a slightly different way for you. In, in the film Star Wars, they, 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 they say, let the force be with you. Right? Let the force be with you. It's, but, but when we talk about the devil, that's the force that's against us. That's a force that is against us. It's a force that is, that, that, that is there who is actually, we believe, a personality who is there to hinder us, pull us back. He's going to be there to try and make us give up, to try and take us out. Indeed, stop us fulfilling the purpose for God in, in, in our lives. But the good news is, that's the bad news, but the good news is that our God through Jesus has given us the ability to take a stand against that enemy. 
and that in Jesus' name, we can overcome him. We, through Jesus, we have a power that is beyond the power of the enemy, that is able to overwhelm and overcome that force. See, I find it, I find it interesting that um, just over the last couple of, of, of weeks, you know, I mean, uh, back at the beginning of February, we had Vision Sunday, and we, we talk, we've been talking about vision. When you talk about vision, essentially, you are showing yourself to the enemy. You see, you, you, when, you, when, when, when we talk about some of the things that we're going to do, when we talk about some of the things that we're believing to do, what we are saying is we're going to do that in the enemy's territory. And don't think for one minute that the enemy is going to give up that territory just easily. That, you know, but... but when, when we declare those things, the enemy is trying to get into our head. He's trying, to, he's trying to get us to retreat, to back off from some of that stuff. So maybe it shouldn't be too much of a surprise that over the last couple of weeks or so, we've had, we've had break-ins here, we've had floods in the light room, we've had all kinds of stuff going on behind the scenes that, that shows that, that we have an enemy who's upset with people who have declared some things that they believe, believe in to do for God. But it's important to declare vision. It's important that we have vision for our church, but it's important you have vision for your life. It's important you have vision for your marriage. It's important that you have vision for your children. That, that you know, if, um, if, you, if you don't know where you're going, any road will take you there. We need, we need a vision. And, and when we declare that vision, we have an enemy who is out to rob us of our confidence. Jonathan and his armor bearer declared their vision. They stepped out. They were believing. Perhaps the Lord will act on our behalf. Perhaps the Lord. Who can hinder the Lord? That was, that was their confession, which led to their action. And I love the fact that, that they actually had to climb up. You see, the truth is that when, when, we are gonna, when we're trying to live at another level, when we're trying to get to another level, the enemy will always resist us. He's going he's gonna, to he's gonna take his stand against us because we have that enemy who wants us to live in a small, weak, afraid place. But we need to understand, like Jonathan and the armor bearer, that God is greater. God is greater than anything that can come against us. That is, that is there needs to be an adjustment in our mindset. There needs to be an adjustment in our levels of confidence. We, it's so easy to feel overwhelmed and intimidated. It's so easy to hang back and hold back. But we need to wake up and we need to stand up. Yeah. See, what, what, I, what I love about these scriptures is that they hold in tension the fact that there are some things only God can do, but there are some things that will only happen if I do something. So it's like, it's, it's, it's got, I've got to do something, but based on what I've done, God will do something. There was deadlock 
but there are keys to breaking the deadlock. One of the first keys is that Jonathan and the armor bearer had a God confidence rather than a self confidence. The enemy was filled with self confidence. They said, Come up to us and we will show you something. But Jonathan's confidence came from another source. The Lord has delivered them into the hands of Israel. Their confidence was not in their own ability. Their confidence was in what God could do, what God can do. God, God wants us to put our confidence in Him. There's some stuff that we're believing for. There's some stuff that we're praying for that only God can help us with, but I've got to position myself. I've got, to, I've got to put myself in a place where, where God will act on my behalf. Their dependency was not on their own resources. Their dependency was on the resources of God, which has no limitations and is infinite. But putting my confidence in God means that I've got to do something. Sometimes we can say, oh, well, you know, I'm just trusting the Lord. I'm just trusting the Lord. Well, I, don't, I think sometimes just trusting the Lord can be an excuse for not doing anything. When actually trusting the Lord means that it's not about just sitting back and doing nothing. It's about standing up and doing something. I've got to do something. The second key to, to breaking the deadlock is we confess our faith in what God can do. We confess our faith. He, Jonathan confessed, the Lord has delivered them into the hands of Israel. We've got to confess what God is saying. In the face of fear, we confess our faith in God and His ability to deliver us. I've got to Talk the right talk if I want to walk the right walks. Now the problem with some of us who've been on the road a little while is if we, some of us, we get a bit twitchy when we start talking about faith confession because we think, oh, wow, I don't know all about that, that, that faith stuff, that blab it and grab it, that prosperity gospel stuff. And yeah, okay, fine, but you don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. There is power in confessing the word of God. When I confess the things that God has said to me, something happens. Something happens in the atmosphere. Something happens inside me when I confess the things that God has said to me. That's what Jonathan did. You see, the... You are the only person in the world who sounds like you do to you. Your voice is unique to your ear. The voice you hear in your head. That's why when you have a tape recording played back to you or or when you hear yourself on video, you say, do I sound like that? And everyone goes, yeah, you do. Because of course you do. But... In your head, you don't sound like that. 
That's because you have got a unique perspective on your own voice. Only you hear you like you do. And I believe that that is a setup from God, that God wants you to hear you like you, because there are some things that you need to say to you. And there are some things that you will only believe if you say them to you. When I confess, when I confess the word of God, when I hear myself say some stuff, it has the power to deal with my internal dialogue. I know that some of us, we're just like, well, I, you know, I'm not that kind of personality. I just, I just pray on the inside. Well, I, yeah, listen, that, okay. But the tr- the tr- no matter what personality you are, you still need to speak out some stuff. You need to hear you say some stuff because something is released. And I know myself, you know, sometimes uh, you, you can run things over you in your head. The power of my internal dialogue. The power of stuff that is running through, that stuff that goes on in your head. And then the only way I overcome the rubbish that's going through there sometimes is that I speak out the word of God. And I find that it's almost impossible to maintain that internal dialogue, that negative internal dialogue when I'm speaking out the word of God. And when I speak out God's word over that circumstance or over that situation, over my health, over my finances or whatever, when I speak out, it be, what's going on inside me aligns myself, aligns itself to what I'm confessing. There is power in releasing the word of God. And that's what, that's what Jonathan did. He confessed in his struggle. He confessed what he believed God was doing. Jonathan didn't face the enemy alone. He did it with somebody. You've got to, you've got to stand with somebody. What we're about, this isn't play play. This is not messing around. This is, this is some serious business. When you've got some serious business, you need somebody to stand with you. There's a reason. There's a reason that Jesus sent out the disciples two by two. There's a reason he didn't send them out on their own. Ecclesiastes 4, verses 9 to 12, says that two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up. But pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. You see, there's a world of difference between solitude and isolation. There's a world of difference. Every now and again, some of us, you know, I, I'm a kind of personality. I like times of solitude, but I'm not isolated. The enemy wants to isolate you. And some of us in our pain, in our upset, we, we just say, oh, well, you know, I don't need, uh, you know, I'll go to church, but I don't need anybody. I don't need anybody. All I need is me and my Jesus, and we will be fine, and we'll get through, and we'll, and, and, and we, we find ourselves getting a bit of an attitude. But why? Because we're upset. Someone's upset us. Someone's hurt us. And you know what? We'll blow everybody else, because all I need is my God. And that, that is, we're, we're, we're dancing to the enemy's tune. He loves that because he wants you isolated. 
You know, I, I, I've said it before, but you've seen, you've seen those uh, wildlife uh, movies with, you know, the, 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 the lion. The lion is on the prowl and the, there's the herd uh, that's all staying together. But there's always that one at the back. Do you know, do you know what that one's doing? That one's going, I don't need anybody. All I need is Jesus. All I need is Jesus. The lion isn't looking for anybody in the herd. He's looking for the one who's on their own. Drifting around. That's who the lion's after. You've got you to make sure that you're in with somebody. Don't allow yourself to become isolated. Don't allow, your, don't allow pain and upset to isolate you. That's what... Ecclesiastes is saying, but pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. Verse 11, now also if two lie down together, they will keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? Though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. A cord of three strands is not quickly broken. Stand with somebody. Stand with somebody. And allow somebody to stand with you. None of us are called to walk this road alone. You say, well, it's all right for you, but you know what? I've tried to make friends. And well, you know what? Try harder. If you want friends, show yourself to be friendly. You know, we will always work hard at this church. We, we, it's going to be very, very, very difficult for you to get in and out these doors without somebody saying hello to you, without somebody giving you a greeting. That is our goal. That is our mission. But if you're finding yourself coming in and saying, hmm, You know, I went there, I went there the whole service. Ask me how many people spoke to me. Ask me how many people spoke to me. Nobody. They call themselves Heart Church. They've got no heart. <laughs> Meanwhile, you've gone and you, 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 you're testing out, you come in, you, you come in standing there and you've got like, look like this. I mean, you, anyone who comes near you, they're going to be praying prayers, speaking in tongues. Because you've got that look on your face and I dare you, I dare you, I dare you. I dare you. Come and talk to me. Just, just come and talk. Because you're on a mission. You want to make sure you get out of this place without anybody saying hello. And you're making something. Because you want to prove yourself right. Well, I want to I believe for the kind of atmosphere here that you can stand here like this, but someone's going to come up to you and even though you stood. And someone's going to come and say, how are you? Lovely to see you. Lovely to see you here this morning. Turn to someone near you and say, it's lovely to see you here this afternoon. There we are. We're not called to walk alone. We're called to walk with one another. We're part of a body. We're called to walk with one another, to see, to see God do something through us as, as, as a body. 
We also learn from this account that battle precedes breakthrough. God's gonna fight for you, but you are gonna have to fight. Yeah, you, you can be sure that God is gonna fight for you, but that doesn't mean that you're not gonna be able to do, that you're gonna get away with doing nothing. You're gonna have to fight. You know, I, 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 it, it tells us there that they climbed up using their hands and their feet. It wasn't an easy climb. It was a tough climb up to the next level. When they, when they got to the next level, the enemy was waiting for them because the enemy's always waiting on the next level. Whenever you set out and try and get to the next level, that is where the enemy is waiting for you. There's gonna be a fight. I know that some of us, we like that kind of Christianity where it's just lovely. No, no, it's lovely. Jesus is lovely. And it's all lovely and it's all nice and it's all fluffy and cozy and sweet. But I don't see it. I don't see it. I, it, it you know, it's amazing. It's wonderful, but it's tough going. We've got we've to learn to fight. It's going to need strength. It's going to need courage. We're going to have to fight. There's going to be struggle. But you know, what I've learned is that strength is released in the struggle. Strength is released in the struggle. You see, if you go to the gym and, 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 and you work out, that's a prophetic word for someone, I don't know. But if you go to the gym and, and, and you work out, then it's not when you're using your strength that you are doing anything. It's when you get to the end of your strength, when you, you get to a place of failure, it's in that place that strength is built. When you get to the end, it's not when you're strong that strength is built. It's when you run out of strength and you still push through. That is where strength is built. Strength is released in the struggle. And God will lead us through battles, not because he is uh, in any way a sadist. He will lead us through battles because he's trying to get us stronger. He's trying to prove to us that we can do more than we ever imagined we could do and that God is greater than anything we've ever imagined. Stop looking for things to be easy. Some of us have embraced a theology where we say, oh, you know what, you know, this happened and that happened and it all, and it all fell into place and it was just the Lord, eh? It's just the Lord. Well, I, you know, it's great when all things fall into place, but I don't think we should rest our whole theology on everything falling into place because there are many times in the Bible where things did not actually work out that easily or that well, but it was still all God. Yeah. And God was still with them. Yeah. Gotta be strong. Gotta be courageous. That's what we bring to the party. God was... God was with Joshua, but he said, be strong, Joshua, be courageous. You've got to bring something to the party here. You've got to do something. I am with you and I will be with you always, but you've got to walk like you're a man who knows that God is with you. You've got to walk like you're a woman that knows that God is with you. you the posture of your life, the posture of your being, the posture of your mindset, the posture of your faith has to be my 
God is with me and through him I can do all things. He is my strength. He is my life. He is my healer. He is my provider. He is my everything. That is the posture of my life. Meanwhile, we have an enemy who's trying to get us to live small and maybe, you know, and uh, mm, I don't know. Maybe I'll, I'll just sit here and wait a while. You go on. It's, that's the way the enemy wants us to live our lives. Watching other people move forward. Watching other people win their battles. God wants you to win your battle. God wants you to overcome. In Jesus' name. And when you've done all you can do, God will do what you can't do. Because there came a point, this crazy point. I don't know about you, it's just probably me, but I'm like thinking, because I'm just that kind of guy, I put myself in their position. So I'm thinking, like, I'm out there already. I've already said to the armor bearer, come on, man, we can do this. Let's, let's trust the Lord. Let's, let's believe. And I'm like there, and we say, you know, Roshio, come on, man, 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 in the name of Jesus. And we're climbing up, and it's all good. And they're like, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know, I don't know how it's all going to work out, but I just know God's going to do something. God's going to do something. And then as I get to the top, you know, the first guy comes at me, and it's fine, you know, in the name of Jesus, and take him out, and I take him out. And then we get to number three, and maybe get to number five, and maybe get to number eight. And now I'm beginning to think, wait a minute, um, Lord, <laughs> um, I was, so, kind of saw this going differently in my head. Um, I was just, I don't know what you were going to do, but it didn't look like this. And, and we're getting to number 12 and we're getting to number 15. And I'm starting to get tired now because like I've been killing quite a few people in a short amount of time. And, I, and, and now I get, I, you know, I've got, I've got to get to number 20. I don't know. I don't know what was that. I don't know what was going through Jonathan's mind by the time he was getting to 17, 18, thinking, oh God, I hope it was you I heard. Have you ever been in that place where you, you're thinking, this has not quite gone how I thought it was going to go. I really thought I'd heard you, Lord. And of course he had, but he was, the, the more he fought, the more he was getting to the end of his own resources and he was stepping into God's resources. He was on the verge of his breakthrough. But you've got to keep going so that God can do what only he can do. Ephesians 6 verse 13 says, Therefore put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And watch this. And after you have done everything, to stand. Sometimes when, when you've done everything and you've got to make sure you've done everything, but when you've done everything, I'm just standing. I'm standing on the word. I'm standing on what he said. I've done what I can do. I can't do anymore. I am standing on what God has said. The odds may be stacked against you, but know that if God is for you, who can be against you? God is just about to turn that mountain into a molehill. God's just about to take that which has mocked you and use it to make a way for you. God is just about to take that which has bullied you and make it bow down to you. See, if you move, God will move the immovable. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say that again. If you move, God will move the immovable. There are some things that are, 
that are huge. There are some things that are overwhelming, overpowering. But God is getting ready to do something that only he can do. It might not feel like it now because you've been climbing and you're tired and, and, and it's tough going and you're fighting a lot longer than you thought you were going to be fighting for. But you need to understand that God is getting ready to do something. God is breaking the deadlock. God is breaking the deadlock. Right there, right there. Turn to someone and say, God is breaking the deadlock. God is breaking the deadlock over your life. You have been brought to a position where things were just not moving. They weren't moving backward. They weren't moving forward. But God is breaking the deadlock. There are some big issues that God is just about to move out of the way. If you can receive it this morning, I am prophesying some things into your life. I am prophesying some things over your life, over your family, over your marriage, that God is breaking the deadlock right now. I'm prophesying some things over this house that God is breaking the deadlock in the name of Jesus. There are some things that have resisted us and we've been just caught in a place of stalemate. Can't move forward, can't go anywhere, can't get the breakthrough. We're just getting by, we're going through the motions, but God is giving us the breakthrough. God wants us to stop focusing on the big issues and focus on a big God. I'm not living in denial. There are some big issues that need to be faced, but our God is bigger than every issue that is around your life. God is on the move and he's moving some stuff out of the way. Can you believe today there's been some stuff that you're worrying about, stressing over, fearful about and God is saying to you today that that which you have feared is not going to come upon you. I'm, I'm speaking to somebody right now. That which you feared is not going to come upon you in Jesus' name. God is moving your excuses out of the way. Impossibility must give way to possibility. There they were facing that vast army and God was on the verge of doing something. I feel, I don't know, I just feel like somehow we're like David and Jonathan. We're, we've been climbing up and we're, we're, we've been fighting and we've got some stuff that's going on, but we're yet, we're yet to see. We're yet to see what breakthrough really looks like. And God gave them that breakthrough. He sent a panic amongst them. There are some things that only God can do. That, that enemy believed some stuff that actually wasn't true. But they were filled with panic. They started killing one another. God is going to move some stuff out of the way. And we're just going to watch Having done what we've done, we're just going to stand by and watch when God does what only He can do. And when all is said and done,
we're going to look back and we're going to say, it's easier than we thought it was going to be. We stepped out in faith and we fought hard and it was tough and it was difficult and it was a challenge. But when all was said and done, it was easier than we thought it was going to be because God did it. God did it. God is going to do something in you. He's going to do something in your circumstances. Will you cooperate with Him? Will you? Will you allow Him to do something in you? Will you speak to yourself? Some of us, we have become the slave of our own internal dialogue. We are saying stuff to ourselves that is bringing us down. But God wants us to speak out what He has said. He is able. My God is able. My God is stronger. This is, this is not easy, but, but my God will give me the strength. No one said it was going to be easy. But my God is going to equip me. He's going to give me everything that I need. I might not know how I'm going to get through today, but my God will just give me enough for the next step. He'll give me strength for the next step. He'll give me wisdom for the next step. He'll give me provision for the next step. Why? Because He's promised that He'll never leave me. He's promised that He'll never fail me. My God will do more, greater than my expectations because that's the kind of God I serve. I refuse to sit paralyzed, fearful, and overwhelmed and overcome because God has not called me to be overcome. He's called me to be an overcomer. Let me tell you, I'm preaching a lot better than you're responding. I'm preaching a lot better than you're responding. And that's exactly the way God wants you. God just wants to sit there and just uh, and we'll just get up and we'll get on with our lives where some of us need to rise up and say, I'm gonna move. I move. I'm not staying here any longer. I'm not standing in this spot any longer. There's a fight to be fought. I don't know how the end of the story is going to work out, but I just know that my God is with me. My God will equip me. And in Jesus' name, I will overcome. Oh, if you believe it, give the Lord a clap offering where you are. He is able. He alone is able. And He will do it through us. Great is the Lord. Great is the Lord. Great is the Lord. I am not weak in Jesus' name. I am strong. I am not the overwhelmed. I am an overcomer. I am not a grasshopper. I'm a giant in Jesus' name. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Some of you, some of us, we need to start praying again. We've given up praying because we feel that our prayers are powerless and ineffective. The devil is a liar. The devil is a liar. The devil has told you that your prayers aren't working. But in Jesus' name, begin to speak out. Begin to prophesy to that valley of dry bones. Begin to speak to that mountain in the name of Jesus. You're more powerful than you ever dreamed. You're more powerful than you ever imagined. Not because of your own strength, but because of the God who is in you. The God who is with you. The God who is speaking through you. God is making a way in your family. God is making a way in your finances. God is making a way in that relationship. God is making a way. My God, my God, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. I don't know, I don't know. I just wanna, I believe, I believe that someone just needs to agree with me that the deadlock is broken. 
I don't know what situation I'm talking to, but there's a situation that is relevant to you where you've been in deadlock and I'm here to declare over that situation in Jesus' name, the deadlock is broken. The deadlock is broken. You, you felt overwhelmed, you no longer feel overwhelmed because there's something, oh, it's all gonna work out, but the deadlock is broken. If, if there's something in your heart, something in your spirit that responds to what I'm saying in regard to that, in regard to a situation in your life, I'm just gonna get you to stand to your feet right now. Just stand where you are. The deadlock is broken. The deadlock is broken. When you stand, you're agreeing with me. That place where you've just been in stalemate, you've not been moving, you've not been moving forward. The devil has had you paralyzed under the pomegranate trees, but now you are rising up, not in your own strength, but in the strength of the Lord. Father, I want to agree with my brothers and sisters in the name of Jesus Christ, that by the power of your Spirit, where there has been deadlock, that deadlock is broken right now in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you that when you gave breakthrough to Jonathan and the armor bearer, there was a surge forward. There was a surge forward, not only for them, but for those who were around them. In the name of Jesus, I prophesy a surge forward, a surge forward where you've been resisted, where you've been held back, where you've been held down. As God gives you the breakthrough, there will be a surge forward, not only for you, but for your family, not only for you, but for your wife, not only for you, but for your husband, for our house, this house, a surge forward in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus, the deadlock is broken. The deadlock is broken in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, 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 we agree together. We agree together. We agree together. We agree together in the name of Jesus. 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 God bless you. I'm gonna ask you to be seated just for one moment. In the closing moments of our time together, it is our habit and our privilege to give the opportunity of those, for those who have maybe not yet made a decision to make Jesus Christ their Lord and their Savior. And I believe that today I've been sent by God to give you an opportunity to say yes. Maybe you've been coming for a few weeks and you've been putting off the decision. You've been putting it off, you've been putting it off. And, but I wanna say in Jesus' name, the deadlock is broken. The deadlock is broken and in Jesus' name, you can make a decision today that will turn your life around. Maybe, maybe once upon a time you have made the decision to follow Jesus, but, but the truth is you're not living as you should live. You're not living as someone who is a follower of Jesus and you've allowed the standards to drop and you know it, but there's something in you today that says no. Enough is enough. I'm coming home. Now is the time. Now is the time.